This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 47. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas, one blue masked minute at a time. I am Josh Flanagan, with me are Ron Richards. Hello. And Connor Kirkpatrick. Hello. This minute starts out with a hostess party, and it ends with Jeannie's bad time. 
<laughs> Genie had a bad time, and you're going to hear about it. So where, where we are here, uh, as we as we uh, noted yesterday, uh, we we're at a hostess party, um, which is I, I don't I don't know what I've never heard that term in well, my life. It's it's, ba- it's basically an Avon party, like okay. an Avon, you know, like and, and so and I don't know if they still do it now or whatnot, but they they used to. I remember these is that or, or Mary one, Kay or yeah Mary Kay or whatever. Yeah, like so one woman would have she would either be a rep to sell the cosmetics or they would have the rep come to the house and they would host a party and invite all their friends and family and they get to try all the makeup and all that sort of stuff while they gossip. Like that's basically now, you know what it is. So. For the wise wise gals or whatever they are, that seems like they wouldn't. Like they would need that. They would have all that stuff that fell off a truck. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't know because I think that there's a level of glamour and there's a level of fashion. Oh. In, it, was, it, was, it was the thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And also, sure. it was it was a social thing. I mean, it was like it was an right. excuse, you know excuse for all the women to get together and do you know do their thing. So. Kept the men away because yeah. they didn't want to be involved with that. So who yeah. was the? I wonder who the rep was. Well, it was Mickey. Well, Mickey was Mickey was the host. She might not Mickey necessarily. Conway. Yeah, she might necessarily so, be the be the be the rep, but she was hosting it. So yeah. So th- that led me. Uh, one of my first notes here is, uh, like, this is these are some of the characters. They're not all delineated. I know that Mickey is Jimmy's wife. That's Mickey Conway. Yep. And I think by the end of the movie, every time I'm like, oh, that's who she is. Yeah. But like, we don't really know who they all are. And the one the the one larger woman uh, on the left is 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 Polly's wife. I don't know. Is See, she? I don't know. She's the old of the age group. That would be the only one she would be that we know. Yeah. Well. Well. We get we get introduced to to Rosie, who we will see later in the movie again. Um, yeah. So we're talking about Ileana Douglas. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the the other wives, other than Mickey, I I was I'm not able to connect them to. Although I guess we can go forward and look at the Christmas scene. But um, that's yeah. that's interesting because it, it certainly lends credence to the fact that this is one of the m- most mannest movies that ever was. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, that, that's but, I think that's already been established. That's not. I, I, that's <laughs> I not, think the, I think that guy in the New York Post already did that for us. <laughs> jerk. Um, <laughs> it's wrong. He's just wrong. Well, let's, let's do let's do the fun facts since we talked about Mickey Conway. Mickey Conway, played by actress Julie Garfield. Yep. Who is the daughter of John Garfield, who was a movie star in the 40s and 50s? Most notably, he was he starred with I think it was Gregory Peck in Gentleman's Agreement, the famous film about anti-Semitism. Interesting. Which is which is appropriate for the casual anti-Semitism in this minute. <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, her turn with John Arbuckle as well. Yep. Um, that's a bad joke right there. That no one. It's Garfield. It's. A, yeah, I Garfield. got John Arbuckle. I got it. I just like saying John Arbuckle. Yeah. Um, I th- okay. Go on. Yeah, casual racism. That's that was my next note. Uh, where <laughs> it's, it's not racism. It's casual anti-Semitism. anti-Semitism. Well, six of one, half dozen of them. It's called anti-Semitism. Sure. Specifically. <laughs> you. It is, but it is specifically, but under a larger umbrella, you could, you could. It's 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 bigotry. How's that? Sure. sure. Yes. But okay. It's, it's, Either it's, way, my question is. First of all, we don't know who Eliana Douglas is. I mean, you knew her name, but but I don't yeah. know what she's there because I thought she was like somebody's girlfriend at the at the party later. But we'll get to that. Um, does she know that Karen is Jewish? No, probably not. She probably thinks she's Italian. Yeah, so she's not close enough to have been to the wedding. Right. Right. Correct. Yeah. No. No. She's a she's an acquaintance at best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, it's yeah. nice. 
but it's like you died and woke up in Jew heaven. That's <laughs> that, that's how she that's describes Miami. Miami. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad necessarily. <laughs> if you're Jewish, then it's not bad. But I mean, yeah, are, if it's, it's a positive thing. I mean, it's talking about waking up in heaven. That's nice, right? Relate to that particular culture. That's not mm. necessarily bad. Yeah. <laughs> Although clearly it's bad. Um, I think it's bad in this. I mean, I I don't recommend you say it. I feel comfortable saying it now, and I've you know. I should be okay with saying, but it's not. <laughs> not okay. Um, all right, so moving on to Ileana Douglas. Yeah, we don't know. Her character's name is Rosie, but we don't know how, what her relation is or how she's connected to anybody. Um, but she is played by Ileana Douglas. Which we'll talk about tomorrow. Okay. We'll uh, discuss the pre-production. <laughs> it's all about the pre-pro. Uh, we also see Angie, who uh, Mickey is doing Angie's hair, and uh, Angie's the one with the uh, with the mole and uh, in the in the very bright oh, pink. Oh, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> What did they not have dermatologists in the sixties? No. Why do you think that mole's a suspect? I feel like you could get it removed. <laughs> well, you it's could, kinda... but you might not need to. You only need to worry if it's ununiform in shape or color. I'm not or saying because it's cancer. This is because it's it's right there. Yeah. Good Take point. I don't know, but uh, so so Angie is played by uh, by Melissa Prophet, uh, who acted in a bunch of movies, then did Goodfellas and Casino, and then stopped acting. So, that's not a real mole, is it? <laughs> that's a good question. I doubt it. Because I would feel worse. <laughs> if it was. <laughs> so, here's my question. Maybe I was hoping you'd be able to answer this, Ron. If not, the email just as at the end of the show. What the fuck is this Braveheart skin treatment going on? Oh, the blue? I have no idea. Why oh, would I, I know? Oh, oh. <clears throat> I, I thought somebody was going to, and I thought, you know, you guys aren't going to look that up. That is a Max Factor peel-off mask. Wow. Uh, it was popular in the in the 70s and 80s, so it might be a bit of an anachronism here. Uh, and it was later done in other colors that were not blue. Um, but the idea is that you would put the mask on uh, and then it would pull out the uh, impurities from your skin. And uh, I would think it would sort of be something you'd do at home uh, in private, not necessarily at a party. Well, but they're... they're but that's the whole point of the party is to try yeah, the products. I, yeah, no, yeah. And, and also they're not maybe the the classiest of ladies is sort of what Karen's getting at here too. So I've done the research and Melissa Prophet does not have a mole, so that is a fake mole. So is, you feel better now, Josh? I don't know. I still feel like somebody's going to get mad at me. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody we, just, mole, we talked mole, yesterday about Uncle Buck and giant moles. Mole shaming. <laughs> mole. Mole. Uh, <laughs> savage. <laughs> mole. Um, what I thought was interesting. What I thought was interesting That's about a great joke. It really is. What I thought was interesting about this minute was um, again the accuracy. Uh, I've watching this scene. The, these could be my aunts or great aunts really? or whatever. Yeah, these we the they nailed the look and the attitude and the when Mickey is telling the story about Jeannie's uh, what happened to Jeannie and her husband and her son and the and the prison like the the acts like everything like the they nailed Long Island women to a T. Well, there's a line it's in the next minute and we should talk about it yeah. then uh, yeah. referring to that. Yes, but I, yes, yes, yeah, I know. Great line. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but as we go through here, I mean like as you look around to me, this is this this is the aesthetically horrifying, like the <laughs> like like uh, the round hair, yep. like the it's all sort of teased up into weird shape and the, just the awful colors that don't at all go together. Well, and from a stylistic it, standpoint, this movie is a 
fucking nightmare. Yeah, I know. But yeah. they yeah. really and, and that line that we're talking about that's really good. That's gonna bring it home. But they yeah. they put it and then they showed it and then they they well, they told it. I think I think I mean I mean look at look at Angie and she's in this bright pink pantsuit <laughs> with the pink earrings and green eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost Halloween. It's almost Halloween esque. Not, yeah. Not complimentary. But, but that said, the woman, the woman next to the blue uh, face woman the, that you think is Paulie's wife, mm-hmm. like that's like that might be someone's wife. That might be like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh, it just it 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 it, it nailed it. So, uh, but yeah. So let's talk about Jeannie's bad day, or perhaps her bad <laughs> life. Period. Well, yeah. it, was, it seems like it was all within one day. It was yeah, something so. like that. Her son. <laughs> Uh, was killed? No, he accidentally no, shot somebody. He accidentally shot somebody. Oh, so, so he her husband's up, so her he husband, went to jail. Right, I'm sorry, I wrote her, that down. Her husband's he in jail. Shot Son goes in jail, her, and the husband's already in jail. When her mother hears about the son, she oh, drops dead of a heart attack. Well, we find that out tomorrow. It ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, she goes. Yeah, she, she blew it. <laughs> she goes. She's got a. She's got a husband and a son in jail and a mother, and then it cuts off. Well, no, but she's but before that she says drops out of a heart attack. Yeah. It's just you, the yeah. end of the summary is in the next right. minute. So I'm yeah. gonna we I think we can let that pass. <laughs> um, who is Jeannie? Do we know who Jeannie is? No, I don't know who Jeannie is, and I look to try to figure it out. I think okay. that she is just somebody connected to you know, like it's just you know, an a, a, a anecdote. So you get this this whole gossip thing where where they're like, well, look, those those ones are bad, not well, what, us. Well, what I thought was interesting is that this is the first acknowledgement for Karen that. S- about like the first mention of jail and <laughs> crime and things like that, and they they, they never talk they ne- you know like talking about a gun and all this sort of stuff as if it's just normal. Well, right? for her, this is this is the big shock. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, this all is of these up. women, all these wives are acting like it's no big deal. That their husbands are in jail. That their kid mm-hmm. killed somebody. That yep. that the guards grow up with them when they come to visit jail. Like all of this stuff is patently horrifying yep. to someone who doesn't grow up this way. And it's I think that uh, she. Lorraine Brockman does a great job playing yeah. it in her eyes. Like this, what what is going on? Yeah, I like I like the idea that like she got married and then before like these are your friends now. Well, yeah, you yeah, have to hang with the this cloistered group. Well, that's that's the thing is that like he wooed her with the Copa and mm-hmm. with Bobby Vinton, and then now that they're married, this is her social life. Like these are you know, and and we'll, we'll and later this week we'll you know we'll t- we'll talk about it. But she you know she mentions how they just from that point on they just did everything together. And mm-hmm. that that theme comes up again and again in like the movie. Yeah, well, it's not a cult, but it's a family. I mean, well, it's, it's, a, a, it's a cult in that you're not allowed to have outside friends or right. talk to anyone outside or do anything outside of it. Well, cult or family, you you you, you make the call. <laughs> if you're listening at home, drink for Ron justifying this behavior of the people in this movie. <laughs> Try not I, to do it every time because you could get seriously injured. I, I like I like the juxtaposition uh, of of the scene and what's happening along with the music. Uh, so the song in the background of, of the hostess party is "Leader of the Pack" uh, by the Shangri-Las. Uh, this is their probably the Shangri-Las' biggest, well, most well-known hit. You know, like when you think of yep. early '60s girl group, I think "Leader of the Pack" is always one that comes up. Um, mm-hmm. It came out in November 1964, and it was number one on the Billboard charts. Um, it was produced by pop music legend uh, producer by a guy by the name of George Shadow Morton. Shadow was his nickname. 
And uh, he worked with the Shang- call me Shadow. <laughs> he worked with the uh, with the Shangri Las uh, to record the vocals in July 1964. They actually recorded in a studio that was located in the Manhattan Hotel, and they recorded the vocals over an instrumental version of the song. And uh, Shadow Morton was very obsessive about the music and the recording of the music. He actually recorded the final version of the music at a studio out in Hempstead on Long Island, and he went through n- many. Uh, musicians to record it and actually at one point uh, a young Billy Joel played piano on the song mm. um, but Billy Joel's version didn't make it to the final version uh, in fact the the fi- and and leader of the pack is a very strong piano like that's the driving instrument of that song and um, uh, the final version that was released was uh, played by Roger Rossi who is a session musician um, and it took 63 takes before uh, the producer was happy with the recording. Boy, Shadow doesn't screw around. Shadow does not fuck around, yeah. But I like that, like, when you think of Leader of the Pack, it is such an innocent, but I guess not, because it tells the story about a girl getting with a gang member, you know, like... Yeah, it's the motorcycle. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, it it, it almost tells the story of what's happening to Karen at the same time, you know, which I think is very interesting. So, but, uh, Mm. but, yeah, so there you go. Mm. Hmm. Well, there it is. Uh, Does anyone... The action, right. the action ramps up tomorrow, though. Does anyone else have anything else for this minute? Yes, fuck count is one. All right. Thank you. From Who Angie. swears? Angie. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Get your hands off, I'll fucking cut, I'll fucking cut them off, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Angie was great, by the way. I don't know why she quit. If you go, if you go to her, uh, her IMDb listing for Melissa Prophet, there's all these, like, candid, photo, fa- candid photos of her and Frank Vincent and Joe Pesci hanging out. Huh. Mm. Yeah, it's very strange. So. It was, did she mostly get mob parts? Well, she stopped after that. I mean, she 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 right. did she did Goodfellas and then she did Casino and then she stopped. Before that, before that, she was in uh, Action Jackson. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, she was in Invasion USA with Chuck Norris. Whoa. She was on, she was on Chips. Did so, she do anything uh, with uh, Lee Marvin uh, or 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 uh, Jan Michael Vincent? Well, she was on chips. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. Mm. Her father. Yeah. Her father was a singer by the name of Johnny Prophet. So, Good name. Yeah, she worked for three years on Kojak. She mm. was. Uh, she was series role. That's n- why she didn't work anymore. She, so, she 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 cashed out with that. So not only was she Miss Hollywood and Miss California, she was the runner-up for Miss USA. So um, really, and, it's quite interesting then, as as she she that she was turned into this kind of character. Well, actually, what's interesting is that after the after these roles, after her, um, oh wow, this is actually really fascinating. After she played Goodfellas and Casino, she went on and she formed a management company, the the Baumgarten Profit Entertainment Company. Well, that's why she's not acting anymore. And uh, she's represented Joe Pesci, uh, Kim Delaney, Frank Vincent, Linda Carter, uh, Barry Bostwick. Um, uh, let's see. I'm hearing a lot of series regulars uh, in the er, yep. 80s and and, and 90s. that is why she's not working because she's actually yep, exactly. She's, you know what she's doing? She's what? chilling. And know what also she was? She was an associate producer on Robert Evans and Francis Ford Coppola's Cotton Club movie. If you remember that one? She did not make a lot of money on that one. She did not. Yeah. No. So, she's but she's chilling she, in Brentwood. She conti- <laughs> she continues to manage and consult with Robert Evans. By the way. So she definitely slept with Warren Beatty at some point. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. By the way, that's not if you know anything about Warren Beatty, that's not really a big deal. Listen, um, listen, listen, did I hire Melissa Prophet? You bet I did. I, I, I can't do it. I haven't done it in such a long time. I mean, I work on that. We'll come back with it at some point, although it's that's for Godfather's minute. So that 
I, that is that is the, now it for 47? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we really got a lot out of that. <laughs> Gotta say. More than, more come, than I thought. Come back for 40. I wasn't surprised. Uh, 48 is tomorrow. Uh, until then, go to uh, Goodfellas Min on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And, of course, GoodfellasMinute.com. Uh, if you want to uh, support the show, you can find our Patreon link there at Patreon.com slash GFM or uh, GoodfellasMinute.com slash support where you can also shop the, uh, our Amazon link, which... Uh, and cost you a thing, so why not? Why don't, why don't you go ahead and do that? We just want a little taste. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can email. I had to breathe. If you have any questions, uh, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. Maybe, maybe you have something you can tell Ron. Um, <laughs> that seems to be most of the emails. <laughs> okay, so it's for Ron. It's, it's almost as if we don't exist, but that's fine. That's not true. Look forward to this Friday. No, it's, it's really fine. Look forward to this Friday when we uh, give uh, one of our supporting patrons their mob name for the week. I always look forward to that, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Where will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.